0: So, Jack, what are you doing tomorrow?
1: Um, well, I want to make sure that uh, I, of course, snuggle Maxi the appropriate amount. Oh. Um, I, I think I have a waxing appointment and maybe some, uh, anal rejuvenation. And that is for our live show. Hey, tomorrow, our live show. That's August 12th, Thursday at Dixon Place in New York City. It's part of Dixon Place's hot festival celebrating LGBTQ creators. Uh, we have several nights. Hopefully you, you made some of the ones earlier last week. Uh, we want you there tomorrow night. We're going to have a special guest hopefully, and uh, we're going to play a lot of games and give away some Satisfyer goodies. So, uh, And apparently, I'm going to have a brand new asshole. So, uh, we'll see you there tomorrow night. Tickets at the Lincoln Bio on Instagram at Dying Alone Podcast.
0: Yay! See you there!
1: This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfyer. <laughs> ever been like stalked 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 like have you ever had a stalker
0: um i mean defining a stalker i could say i've had oh you know what this is an interesting thing i once found a picture of me on instagram that a person creeper took like a creeper took a creeper shot of me at the bar
1: Uh uh-huh
0: and i went to they geotagged the picture at the bar like they put you know what bar they were at in Manhattan and i was actually looking at that on instagram i went to check out pictures of that bar to to try and remember something i was telling a story but i uh went on instagram locations found that bar and then saw a picture of me at the at the bar ordering a drink hmm? and the caption was like sexy boy or something like that and it was that was like uh,
1: that's not getting stocked i guess but no that that was an interesting thing that happened i was once um with somebody at it was me and my boyfriend at the time and we were with another couple and we were like at uh, Six Flags hmm. and the guy similar to you on this like blog that he follows of like basically it's all it was it was a oh, oh it was a Tumblr before all that shit was taken down hmm. and it was a Tumblr of like basically people just took Pictures of strangers' asses, if they had nice asses, okay. and he was scrolling through it on this film while we're like waiting an hour in line for this fucking roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And he comes down to see like a literal his picture of his ass <gasps> from the, right that moment. No, yeah, someone in line. <laughs> <laughs> that that is incredible. Well, it was gay days at the thing, so like there yeah. was a better chance oh, okay. because we were all gay that someone you know would do that. But yeah, he was like, "Wait a minute, that's spooky. <laughs> that would be I would. I also wouldn't have put it past if he did it."
0: Oh because wow! He was
1: that type interesting. The story, the plot thickens. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to another episode of Dying Alone Together. I am, of course, Jack Tracy, and I am JJ Bozeman. and we're going to talk a little bit about the appropriateness of internet stalking. When you suggested this is a topic, I let I me mean, tell me if I'm right. I think what what you what you're getting at is. When you just meet somebody, mm-hmm. like how how much is too much of a deep dive <laughs> on the internet? When it, when is it appropriate to do it? What you know? Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on this?
0: Um, the temptation, I totally understand. I think I have probably crossed the line of like, oh no, now I know too much, maybe. And then when I'm going to try and converse about this person, I want to like work in that I know like what concert they want to, and that's really I don't know, like that feels a little almost weird, but. Um, For me, it just feels weird because I want those things to come up in conversation rather than me being like, hey, let me reference the fact that you had that band's t-shirt on in a picture from four years ago. Um, Like, that's weird. But I knew that about a boy that I was talking to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It just kind of boggles my mind of like, we all have to pretend like we don't look at each other's profiles, I think. And look at each other's Instagrams and do little deep dives. Most of the deep, most of the dating apps, you can actually link your Instagram. Yeah. So it'll take you right there. Yeah, totally. And then, I mean, it's, you know, I would, so whenever I would flirt with someone on Instagram, for instance, because I'm not on the apps, I would, uh, I wouldn't mind doing the scrolling and then liking a couple pictures probably within like, I would well, depending on how much they post, but in the first half of their thing, if it's a short Instagram, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to scroll in, like, the very first photo, but um, I, I think it's fine to, like, scroll for, like, a second or two. But then I would still, like, check other photos out if I was interested. I mean, I always I
1: always look people up. Yeah. I always, if, if, if the app has revealed your first and last name, mm-hmm. I do a brief search mm-hmm. uh, just to see one, you know other pictures of you that you haven't curated right and there's other techniques about how to dig and find more too well i don't i mean i'm not digging no i just do a quick search look on instagram see if we have i want to know if we facebook i want to know if we have mutual friends right that's a good point um um i'll look at a couple pictures but like i'm not i'm not yeah i'm not like digging in Mm -hmm. um and if anything comes up I don't, I, you know what? I don't have any, I don't have any hangups with saying like, oh yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. Oh, cool. Well, like, that's, yeah, that's like the cool way to do it, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up. Yeah, I, I don't have any. I, f- I, just figure everyone does it. Right, but how? What's
0: your appetite? When are you satiated? Is there a level, or is there a? I don't know. Is there? You're not gonna like look at their. Tagged photos on their friends' picture. Like, you know
1: what I mean? Like, you're not going to no. go into their friends' profiles or whatever. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm not doing an, in, I'm not doing like a deep investigation. I'm just sort of mm-hmm. just like collecting. Uh, for me, it's just a matter of like, what's this person's vibe? Mm-hmm. Or are there things that, I guess I'm not even looking for red flags. I'm looking for, like, conversation yeah. starters of things like... Like, if I notice that they're also into something that I'm really into. Yeah. And then I can, like, bring that up. Right. But and that's that,
0: cool. I don't know why I find it embarrassing talking about it, actually, to be like, oh, you like that band. Yeah. that, that That's totally good fodder for conversation. But I don't know. I still I have so much allegiance
1: to naturally finding that out from a person, like, in person somehow. Well, for sure, I don't... So, you know what? This is... For someone who has a lot of content oh true yeah um i get people all the time who are like i'm gonna go home and watch your show or i'm gonna watch your show first and i'm like don't because it's a dramatized version Mm -hmm. of certain real events cherry-picked to present a particular story Mm -hmm. you should hear those things from me right first okay uh, and like, and you know what? And some people get really weird about it. And it, what it does is it shows their sort of intimidation or their sort of insecurity. Like I had this one guy who was just like, "Am I going to be able to get to the restaurant, or all your fans going to be outside?" It's like, "Fuck you!" Okay. Like, well, like, was he being cheeky about that, or was he kind of being a dick? E- either is still like, "I don't weird. know you yet." Yeah. Like, we haven't even met. Like, don't you can't do that yet. <laughs> like, don't, don't. Yeah, it's not cute. Um. Or, or, or any, he, he, well, he was just, he was a lot, but he, like he, he on the cab ride, he was like, I'm going to listen to three of your songs on the way. What song should I listen to? I'm um, like, oh, I, no. and we've already talked about it. But yeah. I was like, none, because I keep saying no, oh, but yeah. you're not listening to me. um Also consuming someone's art in front of them is like the absolute <gasps> most uncomfortable thing in the world. Have right? I talked about on the podcast, the two separate dates that I had. Where part of the date was them sitting me down on the couch and making me watch things they were in. Oh, no, I don't think we've talked about that. It has happened twice. Yeah. So the first time... I I must have told somebody the story recently if it wasn't on the podcast. Walk into his apartment after like going out for a drink. Mm -hmm. And this guy... I, just, I was like, he was hot. Uh, but I didn't really, I don't, I, didn't, I wasn't even really dating, dating. And we had met like on a grinder or something. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't, you know, we all knew what this was. Yeah. And we walk in and the first thing he goes is he's like, do you recognize it? And I'm like, do I recognize what? And I'm thinking like, oh shit, have we hooked up before? Do I recognize yeah, know and that? And I look around, I'm like, no. And he's <laughs> like, hold on. And he goes and gets a book and he brings the book over and he opens it. And I look at it, and I see that there are pictures in this book of this apartment. And I realize he has um, accurately recreated Carrie Bradshaw's apartment from Sex and the City. My jaw just dropped. So I'm like, okay, uh
2: uh-huh.
1: Now, in the moment, I was a bit taken aback. Mm -hmm. And then I was sort of like, well, wait a minute, Jack. Mm -hmm. If you had money, (laughs) would you have the Bridge of the Enterprise as some room in your apartment? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you would. So like, you know what? Different things, but I'll, I'll I will respect this. There you go. And I right. still want to see his dick. So yes. I, I so whatever. And then we sit down, and then he ruined it by we sit down on the couch. He's like, "How much you to see something?" Yeah. And he plays a twenty-minute video mm-hmm. that his work—he works for some advertising agency or something—made about him for winning employee of the month. Oh no!
0: If anyone <laughs> listening ever has that impulse. <laughs> We're letting you know now, beyond words.
1: Then, maybe like a couple months later, i go on a date with this other guy. Okay. Go out to dinner. He's re- he looks like Chris Pine. Ooh, hell yes! Tall, handsome. I liked him a lot. He seemed he like I don't have much of a history with drug stuff. Um, this guy seemed like a guy who enjoyed like coke on the weekend. Okay, which wasn't going to be for me, but it was like. Anyway, yeah, cash. So we go back to his place. We're making out, whatever. We take a break, and we sit on the couch. He's like you want to watch something, I was like, sure. And he is part of something called the Glamcocks, which is a group of gay men that like go to Burning Man each year. The Glamcocks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, already, I, um, penis has gone inside my body. Yes, um, yes. So already. My eyes have rolled so hard they're on the floor. Um, I still kind of love it, though. No. Um, (laughs) Then, so what he does is he shows me a video. I guess one of them made a documentary about them. Okay, And so he's like, we're watching it, and he's in it. Yeah. So we're like watching a documentary about the Cox. I guess Courtney Act is kind of part of this because she was a main part of this thing. And like he would like point at the TV every time, like make sure that I saw that he was there and he was there. And oh, he was there. okay. And I'm just like, this is this yeah. is weird. Yeah, this is super weird. And then it got really weird. Uh-oh. Okay, wait, it worse. Okay, so then we're watching it, and one of the other talking because he- it's all these. It's like a documentary. So they're like talking heads, and then mm-hmm. there's footage and whatever. And one of the talking heads, I realize, is a guy that I had gone on a date with maybe like three weeks prior, mm-hmm. and he's like part of this as well, apparently. <laughs> He and was the guy with
0: a Carrie Bradshaw
1: apartment. No, no. <laughs> he was not. He was not. No. Uh, he was, like, a lighting designer for, like, Broadway or something. Nice. And hot, but we didn't have anything in common. Uh, and anyway, so he, I'm watching... And before I even before I even say anything, he just goes, "Oh, that's my best friend, so and so." And I'm like, "Whoops." Hmm. Well, not a whoops. I don't know either of these people. Yeah, no like, mistake. I didn't no do foul, anything wrong, but like, it's awkward. So then when I leave the apartment, mm-hmm. I mess because we I left on good terms. Like, I messaged yeah. the other guy. I was like, "Hey, just so you know, I just I realized I just went on a date with your best friend." Yeah. Like, just I just wanted you to know that. Sure. Well, apparently behind the scenes, what happened was that friend told the other friend oh your date texted me after he left your apartment came a thing between them i'm getting messages from both of them oh. that i'm like a whore and i didn't even sleep with either of them wow uh and they're screaming at me and it's like and no clam cocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah nuts
0: that, that wasn't an intentional it's like, what what did you do what did i do oh yeah
1: you don't realize what you've done. We've had a rivalry forever. We always like the same guys. And I'm like, this is not my problem. This is not my problem. I, it's
0: delicious, but it's not your problem. Mm. Wow. That's exciting though. That's a good story. Yeah. I have watched a guy's short, I like hooked up with a filmmaker and um, we like, (sighs) this is so cheesy and, and it's exactly what you're talking about except going well where we both were into it. We were just watching each other's stuff, if from like filmmaker perspective kind of thing. Like, oh, here's a project that I worked on. Oh, I edited this or whatever. While we were naked and hooking up and stuff, it was really fun, but not, you know, unsolicited. It yeah. was like a very like, oh, you worked on that? That's really cool. Oh, I've got a short film that I just finished. And I'm like excited about. it. I'm like, oh, can I link it and I'll watch it later? Or like, oh, let me just show you the trailer. And then, like, very organically snowballed into us watching each other's stuff and talking about being uh, creators, artists. But that's yeah. different. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Right. It, it was. It was. There was consent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was. I was. I did not give consent. Oh. I was. I was. Art- no. I don't want to say it. <laughs> you know what I want to say. <laughs> clockwork Orange. It was. It, it really. Was.
0: <laughs> Lots of Clockwork it Orange.
1: Really was. All right. Well. Uh, shall we? Shall we? Hit, hit our break and then uh, swipe and see if I can find someone else to um, inappropriately show me their content on a first date i hope so great we'll be right back jj have you ever had a sexual encounter with someone who is not physically in the room with you i mean is it the 21st century I I think it's the 21st century, though I'm always kind of confused with that about, like, okay, it's 2021. Yes, it is the 21st century. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes, so of course there are plenty of devices that allow you to give and receive pleasure, Mm -hmm. um, sexual wellness devices, in fact, that uh, you can share with a partner uh, even when you're away from each other.
0: What? No way.
1: Is that something you would like to procure for yourself in order to enhance your sexual encounters?
0: I think everyone could gain something from that.
1: Yes. And do you know anybody who sells sexual wellness products that, uh, that connect to an app that allow for such adventures? You know what? Now that you mention it, Satisfier can Satisfyer. connect you today. Satisfier, who is the exclusive sponsor of this podcast, who we love. Yes, you need to go to their website, www.satisfier.com. S A. T I S F Y E R.com is where you will find all sorts of app enabled products that you can connect through the secure Bluetooth technology, Strong Bond. Strong Bond? Strong Bond. Yes, I I enjoy Strong Bonds, deep vibes, and uh, good times. <laughs> and you can have all of those <laughs> with these Satisfyer products uh, by going to Satisfier.com. And I think there is a discount code. Uh, for listeners, do you know what that is, JJ?
0: Could it possibly
1: be D A T thirty? D A T, dying alone together. D A T thirty at checkout for thirty percent off. There it is. That isn't too shabby. Thirty percent off is a good discount.
0: I mean, you're welcome, guys. Yes. And so guys. and anyone else?
1: All uh, uh, uh guys, gals, nems, and everything on the spectrum. Absolutely. Ken get a satisfier wellness product that That's they will right. enjoy.
0: That's right. If you're looking for sexual wellness, you know exactly where to go. That's satisfier with a y dot com.
1: All right. So, I have not yet found true love. So, let's uh let's figure out what what's our avenue? Grinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> now, again, I don't have a lot cuz I think I because I have location services off and I don't pay for it. They don't really like service people to me. Mhm. Um So we're on our grid. Uh, We've got like a fresh faces thing. So like new people in my area. Mm -hmm. And then we've got just the regular grid. Um, What do you want to do? Let's look at fresh faces. I was already kind of like peeking up there. All right, so Gentleman One is a guy in a harness. um, Muscle, like hairy, bear, Mm -hmm. daddy, bearded. Um, I like his body. Yeah, me too. He's a little younger than me. He looks vaguely familiar. Uh-oh. 57220, stocky, versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't
0: type anything, just filled out the uh, statistics. What's well, grinders? So. Oh, true. Okay. Oh, I've had sex with this person. Oh, you've had sex with this person? Yes. We just figured that out. He
1: is a big one. I was going to say I feel like it was very large, but his his we hooked up once. Mm-hmm. His it was very um clinical. Oh, that's not what I get from his photos.
0: We can—is uh, there a uh, celebrity c- comparison that we can kind of subscri- subscribe to him? Um, um, I'm cute. bad with this. Cute. Um, like first thing to mind is like Seth Rogan kind of vibes. Like he looks maybe cuddly and I mean rounder. Yeah. Um, a beefier
1: Seth Rogan situation. Yeah, he he looks like a, like a, he looks like a mechanic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's handsome, blue-collar-y
1: blue looking, looking. Right. Nice chest. This is also a generalization, mm. but... And I, bald and beard is my favorite combo. I was going to say... Bald and beard is my favorite combo. But
0: he, like this is the generalization, too, on top of that. I feel like bald and beard, I get a really, like, I think your dick's going to look nice. Yeah. What is that?
1: It's I don't know. Just a
0: pattern that I've observed is bald with a beard. You have a nice penis.
1: Maybe when your body stops producing hair, it <laughs> continues producing dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that is
0: good science, but you heard it here JJ, first. JJ, trust science. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, that sentence now exists in the world. I'm that's, proud of we us. We're gonna really clip that one. <laughs> that's going to be the greatest oh population. Um
1: <laughs> yeah it's the and there's nothing more disappointing mm. than when someone is very attractive to you or and or mm-hmm. has like great equipment mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like cold. Mm. Like it was very just like and it wasn't it wasn't bad but like there was no i made no effort to repeat this and yeah. neither did he like it was just sometimes it just comes down to pheromones
0: yes exactly it's just a chemistry thing i think sometimes where whenever i'm thinking about clinical sex and what that even feels like where you're just doing the motions and you know what comes next and you're i don't know you can see the person looking awake but not like uh, like into it in that trancey kind of fun sex where it's just like fluid you know what i mean yeah that's uh
1: Boring. Yeah, and we did like because he, it's in the picture. He's wearing a harness. So yeah, it did that like he whole wouldn't thing, be, and I, yeah, I went to And I thought it was just going to be like a fun, sort of kinky, right? You know, he definitely doesn't present vanilla, and he wasn't. It was just, it was just like, it, you know, there's, there's. So for me, you know, this is a good conversation because mm-hmm. I'm into like a bit of a like probably entry level leather mm-hmm. and a little bit of sort of like extreme entry level extreme entry like like (laughs) very entry level um bondage nice because for me it's not about pain Mm -hmm. or the physical sensation it's about the mind fuck with sort of like uh, role play power play and dominance yeah exactly that's my turn off. Yes. Like, I, I like I hate I don't want to be spanked. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I, I hate the sensation of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I I don't want to feel, I don't want to be bound so tight that like it hurts. You want to be emotionally spanked. You want, want to be... Be... <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> Emotional spanking. Um, yeah. But you know what I mean? I want you to spank my heart. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh my God. But you know, yeah, that's it though, right? Like, right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like there's something cool about the power. <laughs> <laughs> and some people yes. manifest it physically where they like spanking and they like a little pain. But some people, I agree, right.
1: role play is the same thing almost. But, yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm the king of role play. Uh, hmm. um, it's just a parody. There's dynamic. a guy that I like regularly hook up, who's like really into it as well, and like that's our thing. And we always like do something new. And he, he's funny because he jokes, and he was like, okay, so this time I'm a I'm a ventriloquist Vietnam veteran. Shut, and you're... <laughs> <laughs> like, Shut laugh up! are like laugh about it. <laughs> it's like, what haven't we done? That is hilarious. That's hilarious. This, yeah, he listens I... to Ben Shapiro, so that's not going to happen. Oh, but nope. uh, he's uh, he's fun. Um... <laughs> oh man,
0: I have I'm like curious about more of that sort of like how. Yeah. How deep does a backstory need to be? Like how, you know, do you want like a favorite color? <laughs> Are, you know what? Fuck swiping. We can't yeah. swipe enough. Okay, let's talk sure. about this. So yeah.
1: because for me, it is the, uh, not to get too psychoanalytical, but mm. it's like, it's the abandonment of self and of ego and yeah. giving yourself permission to either reenact things that you you either wanted in your life story like some kinky thing that like didn't happen or wanted to happen so it's either reenacting that or it's just a matter of like getting to like put on a persona in the bedroom that's sort of different Mm -hmm. than your your standard and and getting to explore that it's probably scratching the same itch that i have like as a creator like as an actor and i often find that i have no sexual appetite when i'm deep in a creative Mm -hmm. process Mm -hmm. because i think the energy for me lives in the same place oh yeah um I can't do both. And then when I come off a project, I'm, like, horny. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it, like, shunts into the other thing. And I take, like, two weeks off doing anything and just have a lot of sex. Cool. Um, but anyway, so for me, it the, it the it's, I want enough of a, there's nothing worse than, like, oh, do you want to do doctor-patient? Sure. And they come over, and like, I'm a doctor and horny. Do you want to fuck? That's not right, right. it. Yeah. I want the lead up. I want a bit of what a scene. What school did I you want, go to? I, well, Why, I, what, what? was your major? I your want specialty. To see your credentials. <laughs> what was the hardest
0: part of being a a, a doctor?
1: Out. It's it's because it, for me it, it's the hot part of it is the like and how do we get to sex? Sure. And Ooh, the like. Yes. So I like to like set up a bit of a okay. So it's mm-hmm. go, like we've decided that it's. We're meeting because of X. Mm-hmm. At some point, Y will happen. Yes, and Y is the turn. That is exactly that. And is as a big much thing time to as you can take between X Ooh, and Y, God. and like we're not quite there yet, <sighs> but we're almost there. No, yes. but no. Now I oh, I have a call. I and mean, like, and it's just it's just constant. Like the te- it's it's edging. I love teasing. it's like yes. mental edging. Yes. And it's just like when is it gonna happen?
0: Absolutely, that's what's hot about. Yeah, it. totally, totally, totally. I'm thinking about it now for myself, and that's the same thing. Yeah, I've like like sexted people and kind of had a role play situation going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think that's the same story when it comes to porn. Like I'm not, I don't like clinical porn where you open it up and it's two guys already fucking. Mm -hmm. I love Mm. a backstory. I love the little pre-interview sometimes Mm -hmm. where you get to know their names and like, oh, this is their vibe and whatever. And then whatever, like it just, I need a little more detail. I can't jump into the middle. Yeah, Uh, no, I'm the same. I'm the same,
1: yeah. And I ha- and I know it's prevalent, but I hate bad acting in porn because it just really like it's just, like I can't even. No, like, I, know. I just laugh. Yeah, simplicism.
0: I would kill. No, I wouldn't. But I would love to be like an acting coach for porn. I could definitely
1: do that. Wouldn't that be fun? I've even thought about because you know the productions that I do have gotten more and more sort of sexual as I've gotten more and more comfortable with it. But like, I see a day when like sort of like the NC17 movie comes back. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a legitimate piece oh. of, art. and not to say the other things aren't legitimate, but it like, it actually has like a narrative and a story and a, oh, yeah. and a something, but Absolutely. also just involves like, you know, actual sex right. and depicting sex. Like, I think, and I would make one of those. Right. You Well, I mean, I think our country is behind
0: as far as it goes. Like, uh, European countries are a little bit more liberal when it comes to, yeah. to you know, showcasing sex and nudity and, and I remember the, I, the first... I would love to make a real
1: dramatic mm-hmm. love story. Yeah. You know that that show like that shows like, I the too. first time they have sex yeah. or like and actually
0: show it, right? You know, I think there's something you know, uh, like the fact that we have to hide it is probably more the problem. It's more like I, I'd like say if um it was whatever. And I had the choice and everyone was casual about it anyway. Like that would be me making a decision based on whatever, just the impulse of it, I guess. But now I want to make the decision in rebellion to the fact
1: that there's that limitation. Well, the, the, to circle back to the dude that sparked this conversation, it's the difference was that I think, so we we connected because he was wearing the harness and I was like, I don't want to wear a harness. Like, that's what I want to do. That's the kind of sex I want to have. And I think we just, we, his was like, this is a community, and it's like a uniform, Aww. and it's like a... I'm 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 putting this on him. I don't know. We need to oh, talk okay. about it. Oh, okay. Got it. it. But, got like, it. he wasn't in it for the mind game. Okay. I was in it for, like like the, you know, dominance, you know, submission. And he was not. And so he was just sort of painting by numbers. And then it just felt very cold. It just didn't. Yeah, There's a, that test. I think a lot of people know about this, but there's that
0: test you can take online to figure out what percentage you are, uh, for kinks and stuff. Yeah. I should do that. There would be a great way to, to, that is a good distinction to break it down even more. Like, are you interested in latex and leather and bondage and all that stuff Mm -hmm. for the tactile experience for the actual physical pain or whatever? Like, is that a thing or like, that's, I'm sure that's probably measured on the test in some way, but no. it's funny that you can break down even bondage into like reasons yeah. for bondage because it is probably
1: a different motivation for people. And I'll be careful about this and this, uh, how do I want to bring this up? Cause I want to be honest and like, I want to tell things that, how do I bring this up? Everyone turn the volume up. Right no. <laughs> so just go with me here for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like I I don't need any like pity or sympathy or or anything. But I I was molested as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm well over it, mm-hmm. and or as much as one can be. This is not something that like plagues my existence. And right. it, it was one of those things where it was an older boy, so it wasn't like an adult. Mm-hmm. It, it, I was never quite able to like decide whether it was like what level of wrong it was because yeah. it was almost like. You know, I was probably six and he was, like, 12. So, like, the ages weren't right, but it feels different kind of than if it were, like, a 30-year-old You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it does. So, Uh, I was never able...
0: He's also a kid who's, you know, making decisions
1: that affect other people by the time you're 12. Right. He's, you know... So I was never able to square in my mind, like, was this just one of those stories of, like, you know, you know, when you're, because everyone, it seems like a lot of people have these sort of, like, classmate, like, playing around, like, kind of stories. And so I could never square in my mind whether it was that Mm -hmm. or something very wrong. Anyway, but the point being, Mm -hmm. I think the reason that I enjoy certain kinds of role plays Mm -hmm. is it recreates, because the other thing that I wasn't sure about uh, in dealing with that situation was that i just remember this is dangerous for me yeah. me my experience i remember being excited and enjoying it yeah like I don't have, and that's why it was hard for me to to to, to think about right. in a certain way because it didn't feel like I had been scarred. And in no way am I saying that this should be done or that no. this is like. I just want to be very clear about that. Right. I'm just saying that I don't look back on it with with like with feelings of like that I I don't have the I don't I'm not carrying I don't think I'm carrying like a great trauma from it. So yeah. that's what made it so confused. That's like well, what you just said. I don't think I'm carrying the trauma. Is
0: uh, it's an interesting place to be where you almost... I don't know if it's deciding yeah. whether or not this was a problem or right. whether or not this was something that you need to reflect on and unpack more. Like maybe it's repressed or maybe not. Maybe right. It's, it know. was a problem. It was wrong.
1: It shouldn't have been done. Yeah. And I'm not condoning it being done in any way.
0: No, but how much you're dealing with it now,
1: it's up to you in but some ways. And then What I think... I i, I am trying to recreate mm. that feeling of like... I think I, I developed some sort of kink or some sort of association with sexual satisfaction and like arousal and like, like secret and, and like, we shouldn't be doing mm. this. So I engage in role plays that put me in a position of like, oh no, we're going to be found out or we shouldn't be doing this or yeah. whatever. And it gives me that same sensation and it feels familiar and it yeah. feels good. There, I mean,
0: that tracks for me, I think. It makes a lot of sense. I, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but I, it tracks and I think it's a healthy thing to have the knowledge of, like having the some of that vocabulary to, to know that this is where some of that's coming from, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know that everyone needs to unpack every kink that they have no. sometimes, no. but um, it's I think it's uh,
1: clarifying and it
0: feels kind of a...
1: You're just in control
0: now. You're an adult and you're with another consenting adult. Right, and, and I've
1: heard people talk about that. I think I've heard it on Savage Love before about mm-hmm. how some, pe- some, some people yeah. take traumas mm-hmm. and Recreate kinkify them, them yeah. so that they can Retell the story. And retell the story and have agency in the story. Exactly. They are now in control. They have agency. They're in charge of how they're feeling. They're in charge of what's happening to them. Yeah. And it's a way to sort of like cope. It's Yeah, it's therapeutic, it. I
0: think. It's, right.
1: It makes, it all tracks to me. Uh. But just to be a thousand percent sure, I want yeah. to say again, just for any term just because I don't look back at that experience and, har- and think that I harbor a great hurt or trauma from it and actually can remember things about it and that have turned into kinks and things that I enjoy, I am in no way condoning what happened and it shouldn't have happened. And right. But thank you for your candor though. Cause I think it's, you know, it is,
0: um, sharing like your honest perspective of it. Yeah. I think it's still helpful to some and to some, you know, it's not going to be the same story, but I think just, I don't
1: know, transparency about things that are hard to talk about. Right. And it was something that once I finally, like I had an ex who was, strange well that's a whole other story but he he like wasn't into sort of any sort of like role play exploration he loved leather and he loved dumb kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. like a lot of risky dangerous things that i wasn't into but like he was never into sort of like the fantasy thing Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i sort of explained why i like it or why it arouses me that he was able to like Oh, uh, and, like, it made a connection for him, and then we were actually able to find some oh, cool. levels of enjoyment in it. Yeah, see,
0: and that's what it is, too. Like, like, having having the um, vocabulary for yourself helps right. you communicate to your lovers,
1: and that's that's super important. Well, we are going to stop communicating right now to take a little break, and then we're going to come back and communicate more with a very special guest. So I told you that Satisfier sent me a whole bunch of new goodies— uh, one of them is the uh, aptly titled Plugalicious. It is a plug vibrator, and uh, I have used it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what can I say about it? Uh, let's see. Plugalicious, the vibes are vicious. It went up in my hole and... <laughs> and was granting all my wishes, it didn't blow kisses, um, but made me want some cock cock.
2: <laughs>
1: now I endorse it on the pod with an oh yes god plugalicious. <laughs> my talents are wasted in corporate law. So um if you enjoyed that little um I'm losing my mind. Uh, you can enjoy – see? Well, that's what it did to me. The vibes have just – they're so good that they've, like, mushed my brain. And now I am doing Fergie parodies. So you can get yourself a Plugalicious at satisfier.com, wwws atisfye And if you use discount code DAT30, standing for Dying Alone Together – 30, at checkout you'll get 30% off and that's a great deal so go grab a Plugalicious and send me your, uh, your own parodies of dated songs that remind everyone how old I am today's guest is a body positive independent artist who recently released his debut album Daydream which includes a duet with Tom Goss called Dance With Me ladies and gentlemen uh, my friend J.R. Price
3: Ooh. Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for joining us and and dying alone together with us mm-hmm. on our on our podcast. So you and I met, I think through a dancer. I think it was through Matt.
3: Yeah, it was through Matt. Yeah, for sure. Um Matt Bloom was one of my dancers in my debut music video, Body Positive. And then he worked with you, and he did your recent video, the Mm feels, very steamy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it turns out the uh, my new job, the my one of my well my boss and my like coworker both saw it, and I was like, no, the feels
3: oh the fills! oh your coworkers saw it what did they do yes. are you fired do you still have a job
1: i thought i would be and they thought they were like oh so good i'm like you're not supposed to watch that i'm very naked
3: you're very naked yeah. <laughs> like, like very naked mm-hmm. so um you
1: you're here in new york again right you were you did a brief hiatus in nashville
3: Yeah, I tried to, like, escape COVID because the city's, like, insane right now. And Mm -hmm. I tried to go to Nashville, but Nashville's, like, super homophobic.
1: Oh, Matt was telling me that. What was that like? Like, how did you experience it?
3: Oh, it was terrible. Like, first of all, like, everywhere I would go. Like, for instance, I would go out to, like, bars and stuff because I was trying to, like, get into the music scene. So I went to the strip and, like, watched other bands perform and stuff. And I actually had a band tell me the reason why they didn't invite me to sing with them on stage was because that it was obvious that I was a homosexual. And if I got on stage, half the bar would leave.
0: Oh my God.
3: Yeah. And like bouncers would like warn me when I would get to the bar, they'd be like, listen, people are going to try to mess with you in here. Like, it's not going to be safe. Are you sure you want to go in? And I'd be like, Oh my God, (laughs) Like, I, I have to music, but it was. It was scary. Yeah.
0: Wow. I'm from Georgia. So, I mean, I used to have a very different life there, but I guess I've spent enough time in New York that it's still jarring to me to hear those examples because of how different life is here. Well, especially
3: like Nashville, like you're thinking like big city, like it's a music place. There's gotta be a gay artist. Like, no, it was just like, very homophobic on the strip, so I couldn't do it, and, like, it would be, like, at the grocery store, like, people, like, they would come up to me, and they'd be, like, you are so brave for wearing those shorts, and, like, I get it, like, I wear short shorts, but, like, that's my prerogative like why do you feel the need to comment on it and tell me i'm brave also brave is like not a compliment
1: oh yeah the 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 the, the amy schumer has a big bit about that you're so brave
3: you're so brave no it's so true like that is so insulting like why am i brave for wearing shorts yeah what about about, about this is brave like i just like my legs
0: right people are highlighting how toxic their environment is
1: oh boy well i'm I'm glad you're back with us in new york i don't know i mean it's at least better i don't know if it's still great and and honestly on the indie music side of things i have a hard enough time you know getting booked as a i can get booked as a gay artist in a gay event but as a gay artist in a in a just a general music event like we're we're they're probably not they're not usually as aggressive as how they were with you in Nashville but they still you know they don't want us
3: they don't want us yeah no it's true but at least in New York though like we are a part of a community right. and like there's more gay artists here and we're all out like I feel like the gay artists in Nashville their music was in the closet like right. they would sing and it would obviously be about a boy but they would never say it and I was like, I can't do that. Like, I'm just so out and open, like, and honest. I couldn't. Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, Lil Nas X is taking the stripper pole to hell and giving Satan a lap dance. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, but that's great, though. Like, I'm so excited about Lil Nas and, like, what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Because he's making us mainstream, you know? And, like, maybe we'll get bigger events now. And
1: well, the question is, will, will he be the industry's, like, okay, we did it. We, we got, got one. one. We don't. That's it. Or will it actually, like, I'm interested to see. This is, of course, a a dating and relationship podcast. So uh, we we always like to to frame our conversations around that. And today we've decided to play a little game we've played in the past called Flag for Flag. Flag for Flag. Flag for Flag. And the idea, of course, is that um, uh, you can't, Red Flag, How the hell are you going to red flag someone else before you can flag yourself? Can I get an amen? (laughs) Um, So we are each going to go around the horn and share uh, and discuss a red flag that we have about other people, uh, whether it be on a dating app or um, uh, meeting them in person or just something that that raises our eyebrows. And then we're going to go around and actually admit to the world something that people should be would consider a red flag about us. So, oh, okay, great. JR, Do you do you want to uh, do you want to kick it off oh, with your I really red flag? You don't want to go first. Okay, I don't want to go first.
3: You take okay. so, so. right, the best for last. Oh yeah,
1: no, up, please let's do it. <laughs> All right, Vanessa Williams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I can dive in though. Um, so, in thinking about another uh, red flag that I see in other people, it's it's hard to think of these sometimes because I don't want it to be so obvious. Like obviously, uh, and if you're an asshole, that's a red flag, yeah. but, uh, it's just, it's still a behavior that I see in people all the time is whenever people want to make like a catty comment that punches down about strangers, I'm all about people watching and I love coming up with little stories when I see people or like having opinions about things for fun and in a playful way. But occasionally, I don't know, like if, if the waiter has something stuck on their shoe or on their shirt or whatever or and someone wants to be mean about it or if, if someone has like, you know, something about their appearance that has, uh, you know, that doesn't warrant a comment, but someone decides to make like a negative comment about somebody just because they have nothing else to say. Um, it still happens nowadays, which is really weird. So I, my, my red flag is whenever someone has an opinion about something that they don't need to say out loud, and they do.
1: Yeah, I've got a—so uh, commenting on that is I had to l- realize about myself that I am one of those gays that is drawn to the catty comment, the quick comeback, the witty dialogue. Sometimes I'll just say things because it's like, this would be a funny— thing to say and i like i don't mean it but like that's just a good like turn of phrase to respond to that or a thing to observe that's part
3: of the culture right like that's part of like the gay culture which is something i also dislike jj so i'm there for you but like Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like that's part of the culture gay people want to be sassy because like if you look at our role models in society the ones that have made it if you look at all the girls on rupaul they're so catty and they're so mean to everybody and it's like that's going to rub off on our reflection of the culture. So of course, of course, you're naturally going to say something sassy, but Mm I love that it's a a red flag for you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. It's well, it's also like speaking
0: to that too. It's interesting because like the culture having that, I also see merit, I guess, or I celebrate like the reading challenge and stuff. Like I love being able to kind of like, you know, make fun of your friends in a way that, sometimes wouldn't be warranted if it wasn't for, like there has to be the correct parameters and like the consent to do that for sure. But I like the, um, I don't know, the activity of doing it as a community can turn it around and make it kind of fun. But, you know, there's also times where it's just not
1: warranted. It's You know, it's like going to a roast. Like, we all are, yeah. know what what we're here to do. We all know what this is. We've all consented by walking in here. The difference is that you're saying, I think, is that someone who's like, I'm going to take a moment to, cel- to to stand out and be for people to applaud me for being sharp and witty yeah. by taking down that person who has not consented to this or even doing it behind their back and just mm-hmm. using cruelty as a way to...
0: Have a personality. Like, mean is not a personality.
1: And I've had so... To to My point is that knowing that I am naturally predisposed to that because I think or inclined to it because I think it is a a natural defense mechanism to people whom grow up with a history of rejection, we learn to, like, deal it back quick. Mm. And so I think that's why it's natural to our community, but knowing that... I have actually had to stop being friends with people who brought that out of me
0: Ah. because
1: it's like when I'm with you, we get in a little thing and then I don't like who I am. Like when I come out of it, when I come out of hanging out with you, we laugh while we're there and we're having a good time with each other because we're so clever and we're so biting and we're so, you know, cunty. But then I'm like...
3: That was like, I was
1: a, I was a dick. That yeah. was a jerk thing, and so I've I've had to end okay, friendships. It.
3: It's good that you recognize it and own it, though. Like you're like this is bad for me. Like I'm glad that you're aware. You know, it would be worse yes. if you weren't.
1: Right, right. So red flag for me, mm-hmm. uh, in other people. So this this is especially from a dating app. If you put in your dating app as part of your description of yourself, non scene. Non scene,
3: sure. like is that like? Like, non, like, the people at, like, the standard, like, non scene
1: non scene as in, like, I don't go to gay things. I'm not part of the gay scene. Oh,
3: like, at yeah. all. Like, any scene. Oh.
1: So, so, the reason that it really sticks out for me is, to me, that is a glaring red flag of internalized homophobia. Because if what you are saying, what you mean to say is, you know, I don't like to go out, mm-hmm. period. Then you can say you're an introvert or that you prefer quiet nights at home, or you, you know, if you're saying non scene it's very pointed to be about the community and that you don't like being in a place either where you, by being there, can be identified as gay, or two, I may have said A and then two, to <laughs> be, be around people. I am uncomfortable with expressions with public expressions of gayness and that to me listen we've all maybe have been there i've certainly had moments but that is just someone whom is not comfortable enough with their sexuality and with being part of a community that that makes them undateable for me
0: yeah
3: absolutely well especially for someone like you because you're very much part of the scene you know like i don't think you could date somebody that isn't going to go to a gay club you know like that just would be impossible for an independent gay artist
1: well it's I think. it's funny because i actually consider my in the way that that is not homophobic i consider myself like i'm an introvert and i don't when i go out i go out to perform and then i come home right. like i don't party yeah i'm not a big partier so like it's it's but i could date someone who has n- little desire but for a special occasion to like go out and paint the town. Yeah. I could easily date that person. It's just when you say you're when you when you say you're non-scene, I think it's far more loaded than just saying you're an introvert.
0: One thing just It kind of uh, because I've encountered people like this and I give everyone the benefit of the doubt and I try to hear it out. And I think it's a mix of the internalized homophobia and then them potentially latching on to something to kind of scapegoat their Mm anti-scene feeling. But it, it, that's still indicative that they've been traumatize, traumatized or like uh, offended or like uncomfortable with something that happens in gay culture. But I kind of I mean, I get it whenever it comes to like, oh, there's this very specific idea of what gay culture is. And I feel like an outsider to that. Sure. Therefore, I resent it more. Um, I I mean, I get that because there's like I'm not, you know, there's a scene, quote unquote, or whatever within the gay community that I don't feel like is my vibe. I'm not going to be like the the ripped you know, kind of, uh, worry about what I'm wearing all the time. Like there's like a, you know, there's stereotypes of, of the scene. And there's also kind of that reality of, of people that I'm not going to get along with. Sure. And if that is what you think the gay community is and only is, because maybe that's all that's available to you early on or something like that, you're going to build that resentment too.
1: But also if you, even if you are non scene, yeah. you just, you like, it can't come with a, it feels when you describe it that way, that it comes with a judgment or a hierarchy or a, or uh, because that's beneath me, because yeah. that's... Yeah,
3: like, there needs to be further explanation. Like, you can't just right. say, I'm non-gay people. Like, you have to explain yeah. why. Yeah, right. for sure.
1: And for all of you, all of you Wall Street non-seen uh, professional gays out there whom I have have trafficked in for most of my adult life, just remember that um, we wouldn't have the right to marry if it wasn't for the scene. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have any of our rights if it wasn't for Stonewall and the scene. Yeah. So... Uh, JR, are you ready with a, with a red flag?
3: Well, oh yeah. So for me, um, I have a lot of red flags because, you know, people are scary, but, um, I think my biggest one is like, if somebody doesn't have a picture on their dating apps or their profiles, um, I'm sorry, but it's like 2021. Like, why do we not have a photo? Like we all have cameras on our phones. Like I, I, there is no reason that is that to me why someone wouldn't have a photo it's all it is is further homophobia right like they're afraid to admit they're gay they're afraid to admit like what they're doing or like they're being shady or they have secret lives or they're hiding something and then I'm thinking why do I want to spend time with or (laughs) give my body to somebody who is clearly hiding a huge part of who they are from someone I don't know I just I think that everybody's beautiful and if it's a self-conscious issue, like you don't want to show people your picture because you feel like you're ugly. Like that's a huge turnoff too, because everybody's beautiful. You have to own your body. Like show us who you are, be confident. Like there's somebody out there for everyone. And I just don't understand the reason why people hide their faces.
1: There is a particular, um, I think there is a certain kink or people who enjoy meeting those people because like they like the sort of anonymity and danger, and I think there is a market for those people. So I bet you it's you'd think you'd think that if 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 it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. Mm. So someone okay, is I responding. Oh yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, the market though for that, it's just Jr. and that person. They're not in overlap. No, 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 no.
3: Right, like we're not the fit. Fa- like I get it. Like I get people being like, oh, look at this torso. Right. Right. But like, I'm not that person. Like, I need like a face. I need communication. Yeah. You know, I'm very much a Gemini. Like, you need to talk to me. I need to see your face. I need to know what we're going to do. I need yeah. to know what's up. Like, That's I need really- you to be in front with
0: me. Right, back whenever I was on the apps, my rule of thumb was that I wanted to treat everybody the way that I treated them in person. So I imagine like, okay, what if I couldn't see the person saying, hi, what's up? Like, I'm not gonna respond.
3: You're not gonna respond, you're gonna ignore them. You're gonna take your drink and leave the bar. Like who said that? I don't even care. This
0: this out-of-body voice is terrifying, I'm leaving.
1: So JJ, I'm just realizing we have JJ and JR. We Um, do. So JJ, bring me to a red flag about you.
0: Cool, I mean, I, um, I'm i sure there's plenty more and plenty more interesting ones, but the one that I came up for today is that I play ukulele and guitar and I like to write little songs, but I can understand how like the way that my process for songwriting, even though they're all just jingles too, they're all just like for fun and for outlet. Um, it's just by doing it over and over and over again and building very slowly. And I can <laughs> imagine how uh, mind numbing it is to hear me strum like the same four chords for like four hours. So that's that if you if that sounds terrible then you probably don't want to hang out with that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure
1: JR and I have very strong feelings about this. Mm-hmm. As, I as thought it would be fun to bring to you independent music. So I will tell you that was the thing something very similar to what you just said was the thing that inspired me to finally to like that was the breakup conversation between me and the ex. Oh shit. I had just gotten my masters back for an, the album that I was working on at the time and I was really excited and I was like, "Hey, and he was always big about like not playing loud music and blah blah blah." And I was like, "I just got these back. I need to jam to them. I'm going to like just fair warning, I'm putting them on and I need to listen to them." Mm-hmm.
3: The masters I, that's the best session. Yeah, you have to drink right.
1: it. Them back. I hadn't listened to them yet. I put them so so for those of you uh, who are listening who may not know what I'm talking about, ma- basically after you Record your song and record all the instruments, and then you mix it all together into a rough mix, and to you know, you balance everything and you produce it. And then the final step is you send it to a mastering engineer, and it's really just uh a they make it the appropriate loudness. They balance the the bass and the treble and the mids. They make sure it'll sound great on every kind of speaker. It's the it's the polish and the finesse, and it makes it what's you know radio quality is you know what people you know. What
3: yeah, it takes it, or... it from being drab to fab.
1: <laughs> from drab to fab. That's the name of Jr's new uh, new uh, web series. Um, um, welcome
3: to welcome to my memoir. drab to fab.
1: From drab to fab. So. Uh, when you get them back, you're excited, like, what did this person do to my song? Like, I haven't heard it, like, you know, radio quality yet. So, you know, I went to, I warned him I was going to put them on, and I put it on, and within, and we had we had already been fighting over the last couple of weeks, and things sort of seemed at the end, and I, I started playing it, and he comes up, and he just goes, hey, it's a bit loud. Huh. And I was like, that's it. And I just remember being like, that's it. We're done. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. I cannot live this <laughs> way anymore. Point. Yeah. Uh, and that was the uh, breakdown I had point. an ex... Breakup.
3: I had an ex that um, I had to give up music for. (gasps) Whoa,
1: No. Yeah,
3: Yeah, he told me that, like, he didn't like when I sang, and he didn't like my songs, and he didn't like my image. So he was like, we're going to break up if you don't stop. And I actually stopped because, like, I thought I was in love, and I was young and stupid. And, yeah, I gave up music for him, and it honestly was, like, part of my soul died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like you just can't give up part of yourself for a man Like you just can't do that And I get the like tendency to do it Because I did do it But like no like be stronger than that Like no I I completely agree Like I don't think that's a red flag at all JJ Just be yourself Mm -hmm. right? Like play the ukulele Play until the cows come home Somebody out there is going to want a ukulele
1: Right exactly JR do do you When you're dating When you're like seriously dating someone Do you need them to like, like, what do you, what do you need from them with respect to their relationship to your art?
3: Okay. So that's a very good question because it used to be different, obviously, right? Like I gave up music for a man when I was younger, but now who I am, you know, five years later, I'm, I need the person I am dating to be able to have conversations with me about my music. Yeah. on some level. Like, th- they don't have to be a fan of every song. Like, I get it. Like, my genre is very niche. So, like, if you're not into bubbly pop music, like, you're not going to be about me. But, like, my lyrics are pretty deep. So, like, if you can't talk to me about my lyrics or something, the recording quality, like, I don't know, you have to be able to hold a conversation with me about my art or it's not going to work for me because my art is who I am, you know? So, like, if you yeah. don't like my art, you don't like me. Like, the you're not in love with me if you're not in love with what I do, you know?
0: Exactly. I feel
3: that. I I mean, it's like, it's my soul. It's like my soul out there for display for everybody. And like, if you're not in love with my soul, like that's the definition of love. So well,
0: yeah, what are you doing here? It's exactly like that's uh, showcasing your art is like one of the most vulnerable things to do, and us as artists and creatives, we're learning how to do it reckless, or with reckless abandon, like to how to do it uninhibited and un, you know, uh, uh, not stifled by judgment and fear. It's so hard yeah. to do, and it really makes a lot of sense that it needs to to, to be recognized in that way.
1: Yeah, I definitely Absolutely. feel. I definitely feel that way. You you don't even have to like. I always say to people, like, when we when they start discovering, because I don't bring it up right away. I, I take, like, if I'm dating, it'll come up eventually, maybe, like, date two or three, if they haven't found it already. But, because it, it can be a little sticker shock for some people to be like, wait a minute, you do what? Huh? Um, but uh, I, I you have to at least be, you have to be supportive, of course, but you also have to, like, if you don't love it, you have to love that I love doing. It. Oh yeah, you have to be like you know. Listen, I would never in a million years, and this isn't you know, this isn't for me. But like, like the fact that you put yourself out there and you do this and this and that, I just think I'm. I I, I see that as an admirable quality about you. They at least have to get there.
3: Because I, you know, if I, that like you hide it though on the first dates kind of concerns me because like for me, like if that's gonna shock you that like I'm an artist, like you're not my person. So like I put it out there like from the get go because it's like this is what I do like yeah. I don't know. I don't well, I don't want the potential of me like getting feelings and then him being like, oh this is right. what you do like and then I'm hurt and crying and running ballads I
1: mean, well well you know? see that's why I hide it because a lot of my stuff is based on former relationships and very explicit and very I wouldn't want someone on a first date walking into like having heard the feels and seen a couple of episodes of history and been like are you okay hmm. you know like like I, I, I want <laughs> right I want I want I want to like because we were talking about this on another episode about how like I need to like the things that are in here are stylized, heightened, edited versions of truthful things to be a piece or to say something like hear the real story from me first before you see the heightened version of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I sort of keep it under guard because so much of my stuff is just very personal. Uh, And also, like, I don't need to, unless we've met on Grindr or Scruff, I don't need you watching the Fields music video and seeing me naked all over some dude before, like, you see me naked all over you, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so a red flag about myself, um, we looked up the word, hold on. It is, I have cyclothemia. So what cyclothemia is, it falls in the, uh, bipolar family, but it's not bipolar. It's not debilitating and I don't need medication. It's kind of like the baby step on the way to those sort of things. And what it basically means is that I have with regularity and often predictability cycles of high and low it's more i used to think of it of just like oh i'm just alive and i have moods like a human but they are so regular and so predictable and there are such clear signs and they get me in spaces where it's like for three days Everything is going to be painted black. Like there's no good in the world and nothing feels good and everything's. uh, And then it'll come back and I'll be super productive and then I'll level out for a couple months. And then it'll be three days up, three days down, and then a couple months. And I can almost track it. So that's something that I like to bring up pretty early because, one, I didn't always know that that's what it was. So I I just thought I was just... Moody and emotional, um, but to let people know that like when I say hi, I need to go away. F- I'm go- I'm not going to be around much for these next three days because I'm just going to like self care and because now I know it's I know it's coming. So I'm gonna like clear my schedule and just take care of myself. I need them to know that and be comfortable with that and like just you know there are some people who their 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 need for care and attention themselves would not permit that yeah so i think for some people that can be like a, oh this guy's uh maybe a higher maintenance than i than
3: i would like but, i mean i don't think that's high maintenance like you're just being human like you can't help that you have like a genuine condition like yeah. you need obviously the person that you're with has to understand that like you can't control it and then also it's human nature to have different emotions and feel Ooh. different ways on different days like yeah, of course the man has... To. Men are just so stupid. Like, if men can't handle that, then they don't get Jack Tracy at his best, right? Like, what's that Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. quote? Like, if you that... can't have me at my best, you don't deserve me. Or if you can't have me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. That's right. Like, come
0: yeah. on. Yeah, I agree. It's, Screw you know... men.
3: Screw men.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. It's true. So, what is a red flag about yourself, chair
3: Oh, God, I have so many. Are you kidding? Like, I am a red flag. Um, <laughs> That's the name of your next song. Yeah, like, literally, like, this is inspiring my next pop bop. It's a dance anthem. Um, I, no, I am a walking red flag. I mean, I guess my biggest would, would probably just have to be that, like, I haven't been in a relationship in so long. So I think that, like, if somebody's dating me, they're going to be like, when was your last relationship? And I'm like, oh, you know, five years ago. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that's a big number for some guys because they're like, Oh, he can't commit. But really I'm just like trying not to settle, you know, like I want to be with somebody who loves me and deserves me, you know, like I'm just putting worth on myself, but I do see how that's kind of shocking. And it's like five years, but it's like, yeah, it's been five years of bad dates and dead end relationships. And, you know, people that just, aren't good enough and I'm okay with saying that I'm confident enough to say that I deserve somebody who is deserving of me you know
1: so when you say five years can I ask how old yeah. you are currently well,
3: I don't tell people my age especially publicly
1: excellent so let's okay but so I'll just I'll just I'll say um I think if there's a difference it depends whether it's for me whether it's a red flag whether it's something I take note of if the person is 30 to 33, I don't think anything of it because I think those five years prior are pretty, like, fun years or anything really below that. Mm. I don't really think anything because it's like, oh, you were single in your late 20s? Like, sure. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot – people were. You know, people do. That's the time to sort of this and that. For me, it's a flag if, if it's, like, you're, you're in your early 40s and you've never had a serious relationship. And it's like, why? Yeah. I need to know why. Yeah. Well, how has this never happened in all this time?
0: Yeah. I, Jr. I think I'm in a similar boat in some ways. I've not been in a relationship since 2015, so that is, you know, six years, I guess. And, um, it's. But you've just been in uh, several of other people's relationships. Oh. <laughs> 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 There's some of that. There's some of that. But I am. That's, that's definitely a, my trip. Yeah. The other thing is just, the, so that was the last time that I called someone my boyfriend um, and introduced them to other people as my boyfriend. But since then, I have had relationships that were not, that was also my longest uh, committed relationship. It was a year and a half. And since then, I've had incredibly intimate relationships that were two months or five months or whatever. And I, I just the label of calling them a boyfriend, it wasn't it didn't feel right for whatever number of reasons. And I think that just speaks to like the, the, the I don't know how complex and annoying dating is in New York. And it's a whole bag dealing with not just yourself, but then everyone else's stuff, you know? And so I don't know. I have a lot of forgiveness for that, JR. I don't think it's a red flag for me.
1: Already. Oh, well, good. that, yeah. that, Thank you for joining us uh, to uh, hand out flags and disclose flags about ourselves. JR, if someone wants to find you and all of your music, where can they do that?
3: Yeah, they can just go to my website at jrprice.org, or they can check me out on TikTok at joshuarandall1L, or or TikTok is jrpriceless, Instagram is joshuarandall1L.
1: And you can also uh, look forward to an upcoming duet by myself and Jr. That we are currently uh, getting. Right oh! We're getting ready to record, so the 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 demo is done. Uh, we will hop in the studio very soon, and we are also planning on a music video, so uh, we will see that from us very soon. Thank you for joining us, Jr. Oh, go ahead.
3: Thank you. Oh, sorry. And one more thing. Um, I have a new song called Golden Hour coming out on July 13th. So check it out on all of the streaming platforms that you use.
1: Yeah, Golden Hour by J.R. Price. And we will tag that in uh, this episode. And uh, we will be right back after this break to either leave you some love and light or pick a fight. Yeah. Before we get to Love and Light, here's that new song with J.R. Price, Don't Compare Remix, which we'll be performing live at the Hot Festival. Tickets at our Instagram.
2: Why you can't return a call, thinking you getting too comfortable. You sure know how to dry me up a wall. And then I see you put them thighs in. The jeans, you know you look flies in. Had to push back both of my eyes in. Don't I'm mold temperature rising Baby. What have you done for me? Lazy. pushing my money so safely. Around and around, you think you me. Baby, day you're driving me crazy. Not be fake to me. You sure know how to get the maybe. Oh, I can't I seem to care. Oh, 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 oh. That the way you love me ain't fair. Every time you make me wanna pull out every inch of my head don't compare. Make a list of everything I hate. It don't compare to the love we made. I make a list of everything I hate. It don't compare to the love we made. Make a list of everything I hate. It don't compare to the love we made. Make so when I think I made a big mistake, we just don't compare. Ooh, you're insufferable teasing me like you're invincible then you do that thing in bed you've never done before uh, uh. always acting so bold you must know you got the control control, control. So your love life. if you have a home baby what have you done for me lately pushing my buttons so safely I'm wrapped around your finger, save me. oh baby day you're driving me crazy not be begging to slay me that ain't how you treat your lady no for why can't I seem to care That the way you love me ain't fair Cause Every time you make me wanna pull out every inch of my hair It just don't compare if I make a list of everything I hate It don't compare to the love we made if I make a list of everything I hate It don't compare to the love we made Make a list of everything I hate It don't compare to the love we made when I think i made a big mistake, no, just don't oh, go. Oh, oh. The way you touch my body, say so, oh, I must be gone. Be my lesson in love. To teach me just how much is enough Cause every time you pull the rug, I'm mesmerized and can't seem to care. You oh, no, don't make a list of everything I hate. You don't care. The love we made. I make a list of everything I hate. But you don't, you make. I make I hate. You don't, don't care. The love we made. make a list of everything I hate. But you don't care. The love we made. So when I think I've made make a big mistake, you don't. Make a list of everything I hate Make a list of everything I hate Make a list of everything I hate Don't compare When I think I made a big mistake Don't compare Make a list of everything I hate Make a list of everything I hate Make a list of everything I hate Don't you me when I think I made a big mistake, don't you. I love you. do not love
1: are you sending
0: out love, or are you picking a fight? Today, I'm gonna break the uh, <laughs>
1: the tired old routine, and I'm gonna pick a fight. You know, we—it's funny, but we keep saying that because of our like natural personalities. True. But we're actually both pretty even. True, true. Yeah. And
0: I think I've, I like because it's a you right. know thing to make a decision about. I think I made a point to do that. Right. But uh, are we fighting <laughs> I'm with? breaking my you know my personality routine mm-hmm. again, I guess, in um, picking a fight. Um, and mine is. Uh, My inability to skateboard. (laughs) It's kind of specific. It's pretty not relatable. And yet, by
1: breaking the mold of your personality, you (laughs) fall right back into it with the skateboarding.
0: Well, I mean, what it's about is that um, I'm an actor and there is an audition that totally all of it uh, was great for my... um, what I, what I was able to do was in my age range this character breakdown that I was getting and the director was cool and I liked so much of it but the kid could skateboard and so I figure like oh no no I, I think I can like I used to roll around in my driveway a little bit I think I can go get one and like kind of figure out how to do this and so I have a skateboard now and I can't do it at all but I'm going – to like, here's the thing, though. I think I'm 26 years old and I don't know how to skateboard. It's really awkward to go to the basketball courts by my apartment and not know how to skateboard at 26 but try because there are literally, like, eight-year-olds that are rolling around, like, perfectly. And I don't – I'm, like – I just feel very juvenile trying to learn how to skateboard at 26 for some reason, even though I'm not old. But um, I don't know. There's something there about, like, it's – It's weird to pick up a new thing sometimes and just fail at it a bunch in the beginning, especially when it's that physical, like a new sport or a new athletic thing, I think. Mm -hmm. Like that feels so embarrassing to me. But because I'm observing that in myself, it also lights a fire of, oh, let me conquer that a little bit. So I'm going to try and learn how to skateboard.
1: You've inspired me to change mine because I'm also now going to pick a fight with skateboards. Okay. Okay. So I'm picking a fight with electronic skateboards. Oh. Like... Unless you are a child, <laughs> I do not want to see a man in a three-piece suit, like buzzing on an electric skateboard on way between business meetings. Mm. Go fuck yourself! Yeah, you look stupid. It's... Get on a bike. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna expand this. Yeah. So I am a I bike. I bike almost everywhere. Um, I will only take the subway if it is like pouring rain. Mm-hmm otherwise i'm taking a bike even in the coldest weather even in the hottest weather i'm taking a bike Mm -hmm. mostly because i i like the additional cardio but um the bike lane is a wild place (laughs) where it's not just the common thing of sort of just like random pedestrians just walking or delivery trucks just deciding oh this is a good place to park and unload in the bike lane yeah um two other things one with the with the advent of the um of the what's the word I'm looking for uh di- dining outside yeah the the, the
0: um outdoor dining the, but what's
1: it called there's like a uh, just all the stuff on the sidewalk all that stuff i'm it's not a la carte al fresco oh. so al fresco dining um all of these signs in the in the bike lane next to it being like slow down there's a restaurant here oh, um you're in man. the middle of traffic yeah. you slow down that's like, weird you're eating in the street yeah. I'm not slowing down yeah you're in my traffic lane you need to watch for me mm-hmm. you're in you're in my home mm-hmm. so I hate that shit. uh picking a couple fights uh, well, just, just, it's the concepts bit, of, yeah. of, of 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 um transportation outside of cars gotcha uh and the uh, any amount of aside from pedal assist electronic um um Modes of transportation in the bike lane. Your super fast e scooter, your e skateboard, your motorcycle does not belong in the bike lane. Mm-hmm. You are a motor vehicle, mm-hmm. which means you go in a street. Yeah. And people riding by me, like it's the Tour de France, uh, or zipping by, you know, on a motorized, it's like, yeah. this is not where you should be. And you're going to kill somebody. Yeah. Or I'm going to kill you. Um, Yep, and that's, that's the end of dying alone together for today <laughs> uh don't forget to subscribe uh give us a five star rating give us a comment a review it helps us find more people if you would like to be featured on dying alone together or you have a story for us you'd like to, us to discuss you can dm it to us on our instagram at dying alone podcast you can also follow me at at jack tracy official and me at jj bozeman Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Don't forget to like and subscribe.